episode of Rick Radio. Man, are we going to have a lot of fun on this show. I can't wait to get into this. we got a whole lot to cover in a short period of time, but uh, we'll get into all that as we go along. But right now, let's break away for this message. Honey, turn off the light. Has this ever happened to you? Presenting The Clapper. Let your appliances turn on and off just by clapping. Clap on the music. It's easy. Just plug the clapper into any household outlet. Then plug in your lamp, TV, or stereo. Clap on. Clap off. For places hard to reach, the clapper makes it easy. Plus, the clapper comes with an extra feature to make your home more secure. Turn to the away function, and your lights turn on at the first sound it hears. Minutes later, they turn off. And the clapper resets to help protect your home. Leave your appliances plugged into the clapper, and your lights will go on turning away unwanted guests. Clap on, clap off. The Clapper. You're listening to Rick Radio. Do not go in there. Woo! So I've been out of this for a little while, and it's good to be back. So we got a lot of things to cover. First things first, if this is the first time you've tuned into anything that I've done, my name is Rick Morgan. Um, I've have several podcasts that are out there mainly was the hell Ming power hour well still is the hell Ming power hour that thing's still going strong which is where uh me and two of my best friends danny bennett and mark allison talk about our favorite movies of all time and it's a really kind of crazy wacky show uh so i highly recommend checking it out and there's also Short Bus Cinema that I do with my buddy Johnny Krug, which we are on the search for the worst movie ever made. So that's that's a really fun one as well. And I have three other shows, which I'm trying to compile into this one show that you're hearing right now. One of them being House of Wax, which is my horror show. I'm a big horror nut, so I get to dive into a lot of that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that we're going to cover a lot of horror on this show as well. If you're not a fan, that's fine. Uh, I'm actually going to have it as a a split-off show from here, so it will say, you know, Rick Radio presents House of Wax, so it'll be its own individual show. And then there's also Dude Looks Like the 80s, which was short-lived. It was only two episodes, but what a fun show. And all these old episodes you'll be able to check out. I'm going to have links to them right here on the Facebook page, or you can look them up on iTunes. Also, if you go to legionpodcasts.com, they're all there as well. And uh, Dude Looks Like the 80s, I'm sure, will be a huge part of kind of what we do here as well. And um, then I also did one called Under My Wheels, where it's basically a podcast I was making while I was driving my car. <laughs> and that car was called The Blue Unicorn. And, um, you know... We still might do some of those down the road, but really this show is here to kind of replace those and just combine them all. I'm sure I'm going to have guests down the road on a lot of these things, and I'm also planning on doing uh, movie commentaries as well. So this is just going to be a, a home base for all these different projects. And one thing that we absolutely loved, uh, that I loved doing on, on Under My Wheels, was doing Q&As 
which is questions and answers for all you intelligent people out there, uh, doing questions and answers and also doing song requests. And uh, it really became a, a morning show. And uh, I hope this kind of turns into that as well, a good way to start off your day on your way to work and uh, just a chance to kind of rock out, listen to some tunes, ask to hear some tunes, and cover a lot of ground like that. And uh, first and foremost, what I want to do in order to get your day going, being we're going to take that approach, here's a little Ace Frehley for you from 1978, Rock on! Absolutely a great way to start your drive in the morning. Ace Freely, 1978 solo album. Uh, that's the point where Kiss was kind of the biggest thing on the planet. And Ace Freely and Peter Chris were both at the point of leaving the band and do solo careers. And Gene and Paul talked them into staying around. Everybody did solo albums. And Ace Freely had the most successful solo album out of the bunch. So uh, that's one song off of there. There's a lot of killer songs on there, but just love that one. Hey, let's jump uh, straight into some movie news. Boy, here's a good one for you. It says, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie priority at Paramount. <laughs> With the fate of Star Trek 4 up in the air, Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek movie is looking more and more possible. 
Wow. It says Quentin Tarantino has pinched and <laughs> pinched. Not pinched. That's a different story. Has pitched an idea for a new Star Trek film, and Paramount loves it. You know, <laughs> from what I've heard, not really, but from what I've heard, it's a story about uh, Kirk finding a suitcase, a briefcase, and when he opens it up, a bright light shines out of it, and then Spock goes and saves, uh, you know, Doc Bones from uh, a gimp. I think that's the story. I, not for sure, <laughs> but I find that's pretty interesting. Moving on. Here's another one for you. This sounds interesting. The Lost Boys TV series gets pilot order, which sounds fantastic. If you're a fan of Lost Boys, you can imagine the excitement there. But the problem is, is it's going to be at the CW, which kind of makes you go, hey. So uh, who knows? We may actually see a Lost Boys TV series. Moving on to the next. This this deal with uh, Sony and, and Marvel that's going on. So now we're getting a Morbius, which is a Spider-Man spinoff movie, has just cast uh, Matt Smith to join uh, Jared Leto in, in this movie. And uh, again, man, what's the deal here, right? You got Spider-Man locked up. They finally got it back to Marvel where it belongs. And we're getting all these other movies. And I have to admit, I did enjoy the Venom movie, but... Why can't we get this bridge, you know, across to work between these two companies as good as it should be? Because, I don't know, man, we're missing a lot of opportunities. But, if you're a Doctor Who fan, Matt Smith, you know, who's been in Doctor Who is, is cast in Morbius now. So, who knows what else is going to happen there. But, uh, I don't know, man. I, I really have a problem with this split between the two companies. I wish they would just do them all together. That way we can get Fantastic Four back where it belongs. And, uh, of course, those movies have worked out well for them, haven't they? Yeah, they're all great. Moving on! Not necessarily a movie thing, but uh, there's been some talk about Jeff Bridges because he just recently was in a commercial where he comes back as the dude. So if you're a fan of The Big Lebowski, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it says, fans are left baffled wondering what Jeff Bridges abides in the commercial teasing the return as the Big Lebowski hero, the dude. Uh, so who knows, man? I mean, the Coen brothers, that's the, that's their land. Who knows, man? I mean, maybe maybe they're bringing it back. Uh, and it's, it's a cult classic for sure. So who knows? We may get some more of the dude. And that's all I've got for movie news. So we're going to straight into our song request and Q&A section. And if you want to participate in this, if you go to the Facebook page, there will be a picture. And it'll say, hey, give me your questions, your answers. Well, not I get the answers, you know. You could give answers, I guess. Hey, Rick, you suck. Something like that. That's a declarative statement, I believe. But anyways, song requests, all those things you can put in there. And that's how this show is being made. And if I go by this latest one we got... A school friend of mine, Tracy Reed Hensley, says, I hope you can throw some Blondie in the mix somewhere. You know it, man. I'm a huge, huge Blondie fan. So uh, let's do a little Blondie here. I think uh, we'll go back to earlier days, a little more punkish stuff. Uh, let's do Detroit 442. Crank her up, people. <laughs>
with my Mark II. Maybe, maybe I could drive with you. Detroit, my Mark II. Maybe, maybe I could drive with you. Detroit, my Mark II. Maybe, maybe I could drive with you. Man, I just love that early Blondie stuff. It's got so much energy. I think it was called cocaine. <laughs> but yeah, man, Detroit 442, that's a rocker. Uh, next one, my buddy Brett Collins, also another school buddy. How about that? He wanted to hear Shame, Shame, Shame by Rat. You know it, man. Here you go.
And there you go, Brett. Little shame, shame, shame for you from Rat. The Dayton, the Detonator album. I'll get it right here in a second. And Brett also had a question. It said, uh, since Halloween has had another sequel with Jamie Lee Curtis, would you like to see one more Nightmare on M Street movie if Robert England was to reprise his role as Freddy? Well, you know, the mind gets to wandering a little bit because, you know, obviously he's always going to be the Freddy character for our generation. I'm sure there'll be a different one down the road. But the thing is, is it's one thing to say, yes, I'd go see a movie if he was in it. But it really comes down to who's writing it, who's directing it, all that stuff, too. Because just because Jamie Lee Curtis came back in a Halloween movie, which she had done before, doesn't necessarily make it a good movie. And uh, if you kind of remember, they kind of redid, Wes Craven redid uh, Freddy and uh, New Nightmare. And people weren't too happy about it. I actually really enjoyed it. But, um, you know, I don't know. Sure, I would be intrigued, but there has to be more to it than that. What got me interested in the Halloween movie, which now, after the hype has kind of died down, you're seeing people kind of going, yeah, it's not as good as we thought it was going to be. But the fact that that, uh, John Carpenter was involved was a big point. And I think it's those kind of things that have to make it happen. So would I be interested? Sure. But I'd have to see kind of what it's looking like and who else is involved. And, you know, that goes for any genre movie, too. So I'm I'm okay with remakes if the material is handed correctly. Uh, on the Helming Power Hour, we just did a movie commentary for the 1990 version of Night of the Living Dead, which is a really good remake. It was done the right way. Had uh, George Romero's Blessings, Tom Savini directing, great cast. So it can be done. It's just got to be handled the right way. That's pretty much how that works. Up next, another good friend of mine, Rodney Brown. Ziggy. My brother Ziggy. He wanted to hear some missing persons. This is a band that sparked the alternative brand. Also, from the tree of Frank Zappa. That's right. You know, uh, Terry, not Terry Bazio, but yeah, Terry Bazio played drums with, with Zappa for a few years there. And his wife, Dale, is the lead singer in Missing Persons. Uh, it says, Spring Sessions M is a very underrated LP. Absolutely. Before Cindy Lauper, before Lady Gaga, there was Dale. You're exactly right, man. I show pictures of Dale all the time, and people go, I've never seen that picture of Lady Gaga. Fool! It's Dale, not Lady Gaga. Anyways, here we go. We're going to play some. Oh, this is also, uh, also, who also worked with Prince. Yeah, man, who didn't back in the day? So let's see here. Let's play some, uh, let's do Destination Unknown. Crank her up, people. Life is so strange When you don't know How can you tell Where you're going to You can't be sure Of any situation Something could change And then you won't
Yeah, man, I really like a lot of their songs, man. Good stuff there. Good pick, Zig. Up next, my brother Danny Bennett from the Hell Ming Power Hour requested Fascination by the Human League. And that's all he said. No comments other than that. But you know what? Absolutely love this song. And uh, the video is one of those that stands out in my mind, too. So, great pick, man. Here you go. Here's some Human League for you. takes me back man love that song uh up next ryan d nicklo another good podcasting buddy he had two requests and i kind of see what he did here because being that's the first episode of rick radio he suggested two songs that have the word radio in it and one of them is rush the spirit of radio and the other one is queen radio gaga ironically where lady gaga got her name um but i tell you what to, to play fair, I'm just going to do one of these and just spread the love with everybody else that's got requests because there's a ton of them. Um, so I tell you what, let's do Rush. Let's do uh, Spirit of the Radio. So, Ryan, here you go, man. Some Rush for you. Crank her up. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yeah. The maestros, man. Rush. And another group like them, for sure. Uh, you know, there's some talk going on there, too. I, I believe that Neil Peart has completely retired. I mean, like, not from just the band, but for, like, drum playing, period. And, uh, you know, the guys, uh, Alex and, and Getty, are talking about the possibilities of going on and doing another project with somebody else. Who knows? That's a, it's a scary thought, but uh, looks like that could possibly happen. They're talking about it. Up next for my buddy, Derek B. My buddy Derek B. He wanted to say, in honor of the goddess of Kaiju, could you play Mothra by Anvil? Man, you know it. I'm always down for some Anvil. <laughs> Lay it down, people. Crank her up. Here's some Anvil for you. Mothra.
If anybody's ever watched the documentary about the group Anvil, but it's pretty incredible. I mean, these guys make Spinal Tap look like nothing as far as all the difficulties and stuff they had. Highly recommend that documentary. It is awesome. Up next, Jonathan Bronner, John John. He has to hear Leave It by Yes. Man, one of my favorite music videos. So weird, so bizarre. Great, great song. So, yeah, man, no problem. Got it coming up right now. Here you go. I can feel no sense of measure, no illusions as we take refuge in young man's pleasure, breaking down the dreams we
Yeah, man, that video was just one of the craziest things ever seen back in the day. And just the arrangement of this song, wow. Uh, same album that had uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart on it. So one of their kind of benchmark albums. Great, great stuff. I think that's where we're going to end this part of the show. We're doing the request and stuff because I still got so many that it's literally another episode's worth. <laughs> so uh, we'll save that for the next episode. So if I didn't get to your songs or your questions this episode, just be you know patient. It'll be on the next one for sure. And Because uh, I want to move on into some other things here. This next thing I want to do is called Movies That Kinda Suck. Oh yeah. It's Movies That Kinda Suck, baby. So this is an idea that I've had about uh, just digging up some movies that I love to watch, even though I know they're terrible. And uh, I can't think of a better way to start than this one right here. And the good thing about it is most of these you can find on what is called Tubi, T-U-B-I, TV. Uh, Like tube, but Tubi with an I. And uh, all these movies are on there. Matter of fact, there's a ton of movies on this. It's an app that you can get on your phone or your smart TV, whichever. And it's got tons of movies on here. The only catch is it stops and does a few commercials while you're watching it. But they're unedited, full-length movies. And I stumbled upon this one. And uh, I can't think of a better place to start than this one, which is called The Killing of Satan. From 1983, it's considered a fantasy adventure. And and we're going to talk quite a bit about this one. If you look it up on IMDb, it says... Um, to fulfill his dead uncle's task to save his kidnapped daughter, an ex-convict must go and fight a powerful but villainous magician. This fight would lead him to eventually to a battle against Satan himself. And on here, it's got 4.8 stars out of 10. That's incredible, folks. And I can't think of a better way to describe this thing than somebody has written a review here, so I'm just going to read it. It opens up by saying, amazing. And it says, a jean jacket wearing champion named Lando must travel to a cave to rescue his daughter from the forces of evil. A Filipino allogram allogram of Christianity and other uh, other religions appear to be the basis for this bizarre fantasy adventure. It has a budget as low as Greek maggot bingo. And the acting, an acting that makes William Shatner look like a candidate for knighthood. Guys zap each other with magical rays that appear to have been drawn on the film with crayons. Rubber snakes turn into naked people. Nudity, gore, and implied rape coexist while happily with a childlike innocence that's at the story's heart. I don't have a cultural background, background to process this film properly, I'm sure, which is what makes it so dang entertaining. I'm now hanging my head in shame with the question of my own gratuitous use of the words or the phrase WTF up to this point because this film is clearly is what it was meant for all along. Yeah, man, this thing is just bonkers. It's it's so entertaining and such a crap fest at the same time. It really is one of those that has to be seen to be believed. The fight scenes are ridiculous. You're giving these people these superpowers, and they're not much superpowers. The effects are really, really low grade. You get like head spinnings and things like that, and obviously it's just the camera is cut down, you know, cropped down to where it's just to, to where the head is on the body, and they're just spinning their whole body around. It's <laughs> it's fantastic. So do yourself a favor when you're bored, if you're homesick, man, just grab the Tubi app. Put it on your phone, put it on your TV, and pull up The Killing of Satan. Satan, you will not be disappointed, man, because it's just too much fun to even talk about. There is no doubt that I will do a movie commentary for this thing. i got to find the right people to, to bring on board to appreciate this. Well, what's a word we can use that's a combination of crap and masterpiece? A crapter piece. That's going to be the catchphrase now. It's a crapter piece. So be sure not to miss that one, man. I promise you, you're going to enjoy that one for sure. So if you have any ideas of movies that I need to check out that would work for movies that kind of suck, 
hey, just tell me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, personal message, however you want to do it. I'd be glad to check it out and kind of throw it in here. So this is just a start, and we'll see how this turns out. Uh, I think it's a good idea. And another idea I've got that we're going to jump into right now is a little skit thing I want to do called World Championship Movie Fights. So the idea here is I'm going to take some of the most popular fight scenes in movie history, but put it in a scenario of like if you're watching a wrestling match, you got commentaries or commentators watching it and just spilling out, you know, play by play of what's going on like it's a wrestling match. So let's see how this works out. Hold on to your seat, folks. Here we go. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to World Championship Movie Fights. I am one of your hosts here, one of your commentators, Dr. Dean Halsey, four-time world champion. And I tell you, I can't wait to see some of the action we got going on here today. Also sitting with me, the crowbar himself, Jack the Crowbar Jones. How you doing, crowbar? Hey, how's it going, man? I can't wait for you and me to get up in the ring and take care of business tonight, Jack. That's going to be awesome. Uh, Crowbar, I think you've got the wrong idea here, buddy. I don't think we're, we're not getting in the ring. We're just here to, uh, to tell everybody what's going on with the fight that we're about to watch. Oh, well, that's too bad, man. Because me and the doctor, we could take care of some serious business in the ring if we needed to, brother. So come on, let's get on with this. I got all greased up. I'm slicked down. I'm ready for some action, man. And action you will have, Crowbar, because today we are going to watch one of the greatest fights of all time, Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, yeah. One for the ages, one for the books, and I can't wait for us to start getting into this one. Yes, this is one that I've always been fond of. It's going to be fantastic. A lot of rootin' tootin', slamming, jamming, rock and roll. I have no idea what you're talking about, Crowbar, but I'm sure this is going to be one for the books. And here comes one of the contestants right now, making his way across the city. It's Godzilla. Look at him in full form. Looks like he's in good shape, ready for some rumbling, looks like. Yes, he's ready to roll, Doctor. And you can tell, man, when you get escorted by a helicopter, you're meaning business, Jack. You know, we may have to talk to the producers because I'm not for sure that we're going to be safe at this level of, uh, of distance from what's going to be happening. But uh, that's okay. We'll try to do our best to, uh, to walk you through what's happening here, folks. Yes, it can be a little scary being that uh, these three tables we're sitting behind and ourselves can all be placed on Godzilla's toenail. And uh, so the, the sheer size of it is going to be just devastating. And coming from the other direction, here he comes. It's King Kong. And Crowbar, it looks like he's had a little work done. His face is looking a little more like Gary Coleman from Different Strokes. What you talking about, Doctor? I think he looks fantastic. And it looks like his arms are extended very, very long. I think he's done some training to be ordered to grapple with Godzilla. He had to get his arms extra, extra long to be able to handle that big reptilian sucker. Well, you can tell they're both doing a little showboating right now, trying to intimidate each other, but, uh... All that's going to fade away as soon as that first punch is thrown. Yes, Doctor, you can tell that Kong is starting to beat on his chest, which is really hard to do with those extra long arms. And now Godzilla, the king of the monsters, shows off his powers by blowing up a toy helicopter. And then Kong says, so what, and throws a big boulder at him. You can't stop that kind of action. Yes, Kong is known for throwing those boulders, man. That's just kind of his statement move that he uses. But Godzilla responds by blowing some radioactive breath on the ground, causing a big fire, and singeing the hair on King Kong's belly. That's gotta smell bad, Crowbar. You know, Dean, a big thing about fighting out in this kind of area is you can easily hide. And King Kong is right now taking a big advantage with that. Yes, Godzilla can't seem to find him at the moment. He's looking around. Look out, Godzilla. That's right. You got the surprise attack here. King Kong is latched onto Godzilla's tail, and he's holding on for dear life. King Kong can't seem to control it. It seems like Godzilla's got more strength in his tail than King Kong has in his whole body. He's just flapping him around everywhere. This doesn't look very good for King Kong there, Dean. And it looks like King Kong's gone back into the thing that he knows best, which is throwing rocks again at Godzilla. But again, you gotta hand it to Godzilla because he's using his tail to bat the rocks away. Doesn't mean a thing to him. 
Now the two are now fighting and grappling each other, holding each other up. And they fall down and roll down the hill. And look, King Kong is now punching Godzilla in the face right in his gourd. King Kong's using that ape strength. That's all it is. That's pure ape strength right there. And with a mighty blow, you see King Kong knock Godzilla down the hill. He goes rolling down the hill and nothing's going to stop him. King Kong's jumping up. He's ready to go, folks. I've never seen nothing like it, Dean. The way that he's jumped up and ready to go. Oh, now, look at him now. Oh, King Kong is now rolling around on the ground, trying to be deceptive, looking like Leaping Lanny rolling around on the ground here, going around Godzilla. Oh, he just did damage to himself by ramming his head against a rock. You know, that's gotta hurt, Dean. That's gotta hurt. That's gonna put him down for a while. Yes, Godzilla's taking the opportunity to try to bury King Kong. He's knocking rocks off on top of him and also using his tail and just beating across his chest, trying to wake him up for some more butt kicking. Yeah, but he better watch that, Dean, because King Kong's got a temper like Jerry Lawler. So once he gets up and gets back in the action, it's going to be back on, brother. Folks, I can't believe it, but King Kong has jumped back up and Godzilla has headbutted him. You know, reptile headbutts are about the hardest to recover from, man. They're really, really hard. But King Kong doesn't quit. He comes charging at Godzilla, and Godzilla drop kicks him and knocks him to Australia. You know, that was a really quick kick. Nobody saw that coming. Of course, when you've got a tail back there in the back, you can prop back on that and get more force. But yeah, you really knocked him in the next week. Well, folks, it looks like King Kong is down for the count. He's not moving. Godzilla starts just blowing up things all around him, using his radioactive breath and covering up with rocks and smacking him in the face with his tail. Yeah, it looks pretty rough, but look what's going on. Here comes a thunderstorm out of nowhere, coming overhead of the fight. But wait, we've got something going on here. That storm is causing King Kong's face to glow in the dark for some reason. Something we have never seen before, Crowbar. What do you think about it? Yes, Dean, you got King Kong jumping up and he's stronger than ever before. He's grabbing Godzilla's tail and he's electrocuting him somehow. And the smell is horrendous. Yeah, Dean, barbecued iguana is the worst. But Godzilla still has the upper hand in the battle. He's still got more physical strength and he's just slinging King Kong around everywhere. But Kong doesn't play clean, man. He's got another trick here. Oh, look, he's grabbed a tree. He pulled up a tree. And King Kong is literally shoving down a tree down Godzilla's throat. I've never seen anything like this crowbar. It is truly amazing, Doc. But Godzilla says he's had enough and he just uses the radioactive breath and just blows the tree out of his throat, shooting more fire on King Kong, which just makes him more pissed off. Yeah, and look at this, you've got Kong standing there, Godzilla comes up, and King Kong literally just gives him a somersault. The crowbar, he picked him up like he didn't mean anything, like a sack of potatoes. But Godzilla gets up and pulls a Cobra Kai on him and sweeps the legs. It is truly amazing how well he uses that tail to defend himself. Oh boy, I have to say this is not good. The two are standing toe to toe and just duking it out with a building with about 4,000 people inside of it in between them. And they're just ransacking this place. It's going to be turned into dust. Yes, you could say they're at the wrong place at the wrong time. Feel sorry for them, but on the battle goes. Dean looks like they've locked up again. They're just grabbing to hold each other and holding on for dear life. And they are awful close to that ledge. Oh, there they go. They both slid off the edge. They're off into the ocean. And who knows what's going to happen here? I'm afraid they're going to run out of time, Dean. It's getting awful close. And there's the bell. That's going to call this one a draw. It was a great exhibition. Fantastic fighting. What do you think about it, Crowbar? I really think King Kong showed a different level of fighting here, brother. I think he really took it to another level as far as learning your enemy and learning their weaknesses. He could have crushed him like a bunch of broccoli, but he just never had the opportunity, and apparently the clock just ran out of time. But you can't underestimate the pure power and strength that Godzilla has as well. Again, a fight of the titans, one for the books. Folks, hope you enjoyed this presentation of World Championship Movie Fights. Come back next week. Me and Crowbar will be right here. See you again, folks. You're listening to Rick all right folks that's gonna do it for this episode i sure hope you had a good time because i know i did and uh, i just appreciate you hanging out with me being supportive i thank everybody at legion podcast especially bo ransdale for for doing all the work to get this launched for me also 
Dan Beasel for doing the fantastic artwork for this show, and I'm just tickled to death over that as well. He always does a lot of work for me, and I never get to repay him like I should, so I appreciate it, man. And if you haven't checked out his work, man, you need to. Fantastic artist. So make sure you do. He's got a killer podcast as well. Him and his son do movie reviews. So, folks, if you will, just uh, share the love. Let people know about this. It's it's a brand new idea, even though it's older concepts that we, that I've had. And just putting them all together into one big stew <laughs> is the best way to put it. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. And like I said, go to iTunes, leave me a review and a rating. That'll help as well. That just makes the show get into more ear holes that are out there. And uh, just appreciate you listening. If you got any comments or anything about this show, make sure you leave me some feedback on on the Facebook page, the group. And uh, we'll just go from there. So till then, folks, take it easy. We will see you later. (laughs) 